Now, you guys are asking dirty questions, right? Well, we'll ask whatever you want to know. Do you want the dirty questions? Do you want the dirty questions? Why don't we just kind of like space them out a little bit? Okay. You know, they took all at once, you know. I'm an old man now. So, dragon boobs, let's talk about Dragon that. boobs, they don't have them. Contrary to what Dragonborn show, they're not real, they're actually parasites. And they're filled with maggots, and they take them off their chest, and they skull around the floor. Yeah. Dragons are not animals. I knew it! It's, we, it was all the plan all along. If 4th edition had gone one more year, we would have been fine. <laughs> But no, <laughs> we're betrayed by the fans. No, Those bastards. Those bastards. <laughs> I had a whole feet tree built around laying eggs in your victims. <laughs> As somebody watches this, they're going to put that in their fan fiction now. They should. As somebody watches Unless he writes it first. <laughs> yeah, I just had to push the put. I just had to go to the go button. That's all I have to do. It's ready to go. I have like the I have hours and hours and hours of me reading aloud in lonely bathroom stalls about just these stories of dragonborns and their detachable breasts <laughs> laying eggs in people. I have I just go to random rest areas all over the south and just do these dramatic readings where I'm just doing this stuff. Fun sure. fact, that is somebody's fetish. It is. You in a rest area right, stall. Right. They're probably they're probably gnawing on a high heeled shoe right now, just hearing about it. Ah, man, I'm sure that's happening. <laughs> they are losing their shit. Is that mm. your favorite part about D and D? Is all the weird fetish that come? That's from? exactly it. Yeah. So there's like there was what was that monster? Is like there's a flying lobster creature, the Garbugs from Fiend Folio First Edition. Yeah. There's a lobster fetish person out there who only fights those monsters. Every dungeon they go into is garbugs. Red garbugs, blue garbugs, purple garbugs. Doesn't matter. We have to fight the garbugs. It's the only way I can get off. It's true. It's true. I hope so. So are we starting yet? Okay. Well, then we just take my badge and swing it around. So Dungeons and Dragons, of course, we, we've got fifth edition out. Yeah. What what's your feelings on that? Are you really pumped for it? Is that what you're here promoting this week? No, I'm I'm very pumped for fifth edition, and I think it's a great game. It is a game that I spent three years uh, working on. Uh, not all by myself, of course. There were lots of other people who worked in that game with me, and or I rather worked with them. Uh, but I'm no longer working for Wizards of the Coast anymore, so... What are you here promoting? Shadow of the Demon Lord, baby. It's the new hotness. It's a, wor- it's a, it's a fantasy role-playing game, an apocalyptic, the end times. Imagine that there's this big, scary demon that lurks in the void who's been popping Viagra every day, waiting for his chance to break through and devour a world Galactus-like and then excrete it out and back into the void. That's what my game's about. And I'm not screwing around. It is a game that's on the very edge of annihilation, and you play characters. No, you have to wait until the Kickstarter in March. It was part of the opening ceremonies. I did. I was unprepared for it. I did. I'll kickstart. I was sweating so much, all the notes that I had written on my chest had melted <laughs> and gone into my navel. And so by the time I got out, I had to lean over the bar and pour it all back out. And the words just kind of skittered around the table. And I could read them again. It was like, oh, fuck, I forgot that part. So, this all. <laughs> time is old. Tale is old as time itself. So, <laughs> so, as a child growing up, um, it, myself, uh, Dungeons and Dragons was something that was out here, and that was the weird people. Sure. And you see things now, uh, 
Big Bang Theory is obviously the, the biggest one now. Uh, they play Dungeons and Dragons constantly on the show, right. and, it, and it, it gives more uh, exposure to the game because people are like, well, what is that? And then they go and check it, and it's like, holy crap, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the difference is, you know, growing up when it first started and to where it is now in 2014, 2015? Honestly, you know, I think that I have no idea. Well, I do have an idea, right? I mean, when I was when I start, when I started playing D and was I was it was awful for me. Right, because it was it was just kind of like you know I've got this really bad habit like I'm picking scabs off in class and bleeding on my desk. No one likes that kid. I'm just playing D and was worse off than that creepy kid. Right, so if I played D and D in Tennessee, then I'm just kind of like asking to get the shit kicked out of me on a daily basis. Didn't happen because you know I had you know wizards. No, it wasn't that creepy of a kid, but I it was <laughs> it was awful. And so you didn't talk to people about it. And then you got so you got the you got your peers on one side, and then you got mom who's like, "You're gonna Satan is trying to crawl into your bed. He's trying to do terrible things to you because you want to play D and D, right? None of that. It was awful. So. What I realized, though, when I was much older, was that if Satan really wanted to get me when I was 13, he'd send a succubus to my room, and some really nasty shit would happen. That's the only way that Satan would have gotten me. Not by, like, I get to vicariously run around in a world that's girl-free because I play D&D. That's not what Satan's going to do to win me over to get my place in hell. <laughs> this is the exact opposite of how you recruit people. So that was kind of the thing. Now... Gamers are came out of that. The, the people who are wealthy now kind of they earned their place, right? They like you know, you guys. We 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 own the world, and they determine what's okay. And so in that sense, they kind of helped us win. And I still wish Satan was real because if he was, I would have gotten laid by a succubus. <laughs> <laughs> so good, nasty, or bad, nasty? Oh, it roll roll a d six, and you tell me what happens. How much of this is in your corruption mechanic in Shadow of the Demon Lord? Uh, a lot of it is, right? I mean, because like the devils are the devils need people to corrupt their souls because they feed on that corruption. So they send all sorts of people out. And in my game, the succubus does actually want to bang you because by doing it, you get corruption and you go to hell. That's how it works. It makes sense. It's logical. It's all kind of it's clear. I got it. So. So, so you're with your wife, you, her friends may come over, they would just give you that look and go like, yeah, that guy's still writing game. Yeah, well, no, I don't get that at all. In fact, uh, I'm going to go talk to high school next week. <laughs> and I'm bringing the succubus with you. I'm bringing the, she's in the back, of the, she's in the trunk of the car. She says she's not a succubus, but I, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> you're not an expert. I'm not an expert. I had a roll of duct tape and we were there, it was a... Sultry night, and we were on the interstate, and you know, near Chattanooga, rest areas where I pick up all the girls. Don't tell the lady. Right after you finish your your lovely right. readings. Right, of course, my my readings. <laughs> I'm not even sure what those readings were about. Oh yeah, Dragonborn. Yeah, Dragonborn porn. That's great. Yeah, got that. <laughs> That's awesome. You're, you're filing that away for later use. It's, yeah, it's, it's just to dredge it back up later, but it'll, it'll for my next reading, right? So it won't be. Maybe we'll see something else having maggots crawl out of them in your game. It uh, could be. Yeah, yeah. Maggots are always a, a kind of recurring feature in all the D and D or role, fantasy role playing games I run. I have this fixation of maggots. Actually, I have a worse fixation about centipedes, but it's R rated, and I can't tell you about it. I did say fuck. So yeah. So I had this fear, right? <laughs> 
so centipedes for me are like the, I mean, I'm, I, I love nature and I love all sorts of creeping, crawling things, fine, whatever. But a centipede coming out of urethra is the most terrifying thing in the world. And I have this recurring nightmare where they're just kind of pouring out, right? So it's kind of a thing. Centipedes are happy things you kill in my games. Well, which is worse, crawling in or coming out? Well, I don't want to know about crawling in, man. You're totally fucking me up. I can't deal with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, coming out sounds bad, but at least, you know, you're getting rid of them. Well, but if they have, like, those prong things, right? So it's like you think that it goes in easy, but when it's coming out, it, like, drags on the sides. Wouldn't it be coming out easier than it trying to fit those prongs in? Well, he's not backing in. Like, he's trying to go jackass at a grocery store. He's just crawling in head first. <laughs> Then he's backing out. Do you and your wife often cuddle at night after centipede dreams? We do, we do, right. We actually have, we have a meeting space, which is a centipede haven. It's in uh, Kentucky. It's just outside of the big giant dinosaur and gunshot place on whatever that road is. Yeah, yeah. That's a it's a centipede, uh, centipede haven. You just go in there, you just bathe in the centipedes, and if one goes into urethra, <laughs> sure fault. That's what you paid for. That's right. Have you seen Human Centipede or Human Centipede 2? I wrote them both. No, I, 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 I've not seen them, but I know enough of them not to. I want to see the Earthworm movie. That's what I really want to see. He yeah. takes his arms and legs off, off and then glues them together because they have to roll around as like quadriplegics. That'd be much more interesting to me. I mean, I think we can case-start that. I think we totally could, but it'd be a slow... Slow build. We had to probably reveal that halfway through. Like we, we we let you get you to kickstart something mysterious and then reveal what it is halfway through. See if they're really committed to uh, going all the way down the abyss. I feel like this is Tusk. I think it is. I think it really is Tusk. But no walrus. Now we just have a earthworm movie where people. Earthworm yes. Yes, earthworm yes. But it's gonna be ass to ass and mouth to mouth to make it really weird. Yarn. It's got to be yarn. It's got to be yarns and big needles. Those. That's like they're crocheting. They're crocheting them ass to ass. As you do. As you do. Because that's a common everyday. Do you have any children? No, oh, fuck no. <laughs> I don't think you come in and give like, so, uh, it's Parents' Day. They're going to tell us what, they, what, what their jobs are. Right, right, yeah. We're sewing people ass These are, to ass. These are my four kids. Uh, they don't have eyes, they don't have ears, they have mouths. Just got this big kind of, just wrapped them in plastic and just kind of dragging around with me wherever they go. They've changed colors. They're a little withered. One's really bloated because he's more of a recent wrapping. No, we don't have any kids. I mean, it's against the law for me to have kids. No, not since the state came in. Right, not yet. No way. No, not in a million years. Michael Bay just called you and is giving you the 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 writer read everything on his latest movie, Dungeons and Dragons, the real world. <laughs> what do you say and how do you react? I would say there's not enough incestual sex between Caramon and Raceland from the Dragonlance movies for me to actually buy it. Because when he cast Magic Missile in the Soul Forge Choose Your Own Adventure Path book, you know, if you're used to with me, uh, we all know that was just code for this kind of incestual you know, thing going on between the twin brothers. I know that's what's going on. <laughs> Take that, Michael Bay. You and your silly Transformers, TMNT, MNP, whatever your movie is. Madness. So we have a Ouija board movie. That's a thing. That's okay. Because a Ouija board could summon up a succubus, in which case you could probably get... Now, by the way, when I say succubus, I do mean that inclusively. So you could also have the incubus for, the, you know, for everyone. 
you know, Incubus and Succubus. They're really not the same thing. What's your favorite movie based on a game? Monsters and Mazes. It's not really, actually, it's not really based on a game, but it's hilarious. That tied with Zarathustra. No, it wasn't Zarathustra. That's a Nietzsche book. Anyway, no, it was uh, uh, the movie with a spaceship where they had... Uh, the third? That's it. Ah. That would be the one. You get the prize. <laughs> that succubus? Nope, you get to be the pivot man in the earthworm film. Like a lost Everybody wanted it. You got it. But which one? The ass or the face? That's the treat about that about that movie is that you're sewed on both ends, no matter what. No matter what. Unless you're a front guy, but then we can actually make the you know eating its own tail thing, and that way you just kind of push them rolling down the hill as a big loop. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice. So as far as my favorite game about a, a movie about a game, you say Battleship. Oh hell no! Uh, I would say it's kind of be like a football movie because I, you know, that's by sports vices football. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go back with uh, Ouija. I've not seen it yet, but Ouija, Ouija. I think that's probably the movie. That or the Monster Mazes. It's like some delusion, delusional person's interpretation of what D and D could be if they were if everyone was on crack. And Satan really only operated by seducing young men by putting crystals in their hands and saying things will happen in the steam tunnels instead of actually giving you a succubus, which is what he should be doing. He really hasn't thought this through. Satan sucks. He is not good at his job. Mm -hmm. I would be much better in that role. As a child, when they walked in your room and they saw all the succubus stuff. I didn't have any succubi in my succubi, yeah. by the way. You didn't have any pictures? Drawings. No, 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 no. I, lived, I grew up in a very, very deeply conservative religious household. And I was... Uh, is this what inspired the succubi and everything? Uh, no, I think this is really what kind of threw that hammer at that window of common sense, which is why I don't give, give, give a shit anymore. It's like, so I think that growing up and being afraid of having a Shadowrun picture on my wall, poster on my wall was enough for me to just say... Devil's doing it wrong. Because, you know, there's no way I'm going to get laid. And that's the only thing I think about when I'm 13. Why would I play Shadowrun then? It doesn't make any sense. Or read comic books, right? The Defenders? I mean, yeah, Hellcat's pretty sexy. And, you know, but, and I'm kind of confused about Silver Surfer. But, you know, whatever. It's not, you know, there's nothing there that's actually real. And that's the problem, is that this whole religion and, you know, it's religion telling you that D&D or things are bad was always a problem for me. So that's why Shadow of the Demon Lord is as dark as it is. It's just pretty much saying, you want a game that's really evil? Oh, fuck you. Here it is. <laughs> it's not like, you know, it doesn't say that you have to kill a that's rabbit in order to cast a spell, but it's just like, you know, this is, we're not even going to play around. There, You want to summon a demon, you can, you're not really summon a demon, but you can, you can summon a demon in the game, and the demon does stuff, and he does really bad things, probably to you. And so, because you just summoned him, and he's happy about it, so he wants to give you a hug. But uh, that's, that's kind of what this game's about, is just saying that, no, let's just stop pussyfooting around about it. If you're going to play like a fantasy role-playing game where your job is to kick down doors and kill a bunch of people and take their stuff, what kind of world is that? It's a really dark and scary world, so let's just let's embrace it. Let's give it a big hug. Let's show it, what it, really, let's show it like what it really is. But seriously, at what level can I actually summon a real demon? Uh, you can summon a real demon at level one. It's right at the gate. Wow. And it will kill you. And awesome. that's awesome. 
I, I just, yeah, I made my character, and I've got a demonology tradition. He's really spooky. He's got nipple rings. He hangs himself from the ceiling. And I'm masturbating. I'm summoning this this lesser demon. And the lesser demon comes and rips your face off. All right, you've played Shadow of the Demon Lord. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> you've, you've, you've completed my experience. Why don't you make another character, and let's start again. And if they want to do that, they can do that over and over again. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Can we make a trailer for the game just about that? Yeah, we totally can. You can be the pivot man again. <laughs> you did so good with the Earthworm movie. I feel, I feel like I should reward you. You've just been given uh, the uh, the rights to any card game in the past thirty years: Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Pokemon, uh, Star Wars. Any card game that you could go through and change it completely and say. This was absolutely shit. Let's do this better and make it better. What game and how would you change it? I would do Yu-Gi-Oh! And I would have them printed on baloney instead of paper. <laughs> because that game is... Because here's the thing. How, and how many impulse buys do you have in walking through the, through the meat market, the meat section of your grocery store? Very, very few. You never actually say, boy, I could really use a piece of sausage. You never say that, right? You go there with the intent of buying some meat to stuff in your mouth and poop it out later. However, if you're walking through that and you're saying, there's some really shitty baloney here, but it's got these really comfortable cards on them, you're going to buy that. And you're going to play it, and you're going to eat it, and then it means, oh, I ate all my baloney cards, i got to go back and buy it again. I think that is genius, and that's and I don't understand why Yu-Gi-Oh is not doing it now. Because you can print on anything. In fact, you could just break down baloney's little bits of baloney atoms things, and put that into a three D printer, and you've got baloney Yu-Gi-Oh cards. In fact, you can make the baloney shaped Yu-Gi-Oh monster things. That is a future of gaming. So but, that's. But with that, they can't eat it until they lose with that guy, right? So right. Someone, someone's so, got the moldy. Right. It's like that. Oh yeah. It's like I've got this really old baloney and story in my armpit. If I only play it for this game, do you really want to win? Yeah, of course. Well, you're gonna win every game. See, it's you're thinking. That's why you're the pivot man. <laughs> that's the thinking man. Yes. <laughs> Johnny on the spot. So let's say you're hanging out with a group of friends and you didn't have a game in mind to play. Somebody's like, oh, let's play a game. What game? What's your? What's one of your go-tos? Uh, just a quick... We just drink. <laughs> that can be a game. Yeah. And it really just kind of like drink and then cry a little bit at the end. And then it's whoever starts crying first is, is the winner. Uh, but if I'm going to... I normally will... We'll make something up. We went to this. Uh, we went to a wedding recently, and they had. Um, and we were. It was a bunch of stuffy people, and um, so we're there. And I've got some rotten kids that are sitting next to me, and so I'm trying to figure out a way to entertain these rotten kids because I hate kids. But yeah, you know, they're so they're rotten kids no matter what because they don't vote yet, so they're rotten. So until uh, you can actually earn a job, you know, get a job and do your stuff. So uh, we were there, and we had like these little glass balls, and so we was like, let's just make a game up just to keep us entertained because otherwise I'm going to kill myself because I'm at a wedding and it's dry and it's hot and I just heard this horrific sermon. So let's just get really, tr let's, let's just pretend we're getting drunk by just playing with these little glass balls. And so we do that, right? So I'm, I'm all about making, thank you so much. You can get drunk, right? Uh, not yet. <laughs> we have a long ways to go before that happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it usually makes up enough. And if I have to play something, it would be, um, I have these satanic, uh, Hoyle playing cards that French gave to me. They've got like skeleton stuff and demons on them. It's really cool. So Settlers of Catan must just be boring. I've never even played it, to be honest with you. I've never played it. I, I wish I had, I, I, but I never had a chance. 
I was very, I was, I was horrifically deprived as a child and as an adult. My dad would give me, you know, models for building stuff and take out like four pieces and just hide them. <laughs> so you'd get almost all the way and then realize that something was missing. Cunning. Do you have a favorite beer? Yes. Amstel Light is my favorite beer. No, I'm serious. It really is because, uh, uh, so last year I did Celebrity D&D and the camera angle was at the side. And the camera angle was so terrifying because I'm seeing myself in a YouTube video and I look like I had, was some sort of weird monster out of a Lovecraft short story. It was horrific gelatinous kind of thing with a little small head perched atop this big floaty body. And I was just like, what the fuck happened to me? So I dropped 70 pounds on this one, one thing. And I recommend this to all of my fans and friends and lovers and haters. 1,500 calories a day and light beer doesn't count. <laughs> That's it. And so I'm back. A lot less of me than I was. But I saved every pound of fat I lost. I have dressed it up in a little black shirt so it looks just like me. Put a mustache and a beard on him. Did you save your trimmings to put on there? Yeah, pubic hair only. This isn't growing longer. <laughs> what do you do with it? With what? The little schwab. <laughs> oh, no, I have them on the shelf. I use, them for, oh. I use it for miniatures for uh, mass combat systems I'm testing. <laughs> Seeing Rob's, armies of Rob's, fighting armies of Rob's is just awesome. Rob on Rob? Yeah. That's a game. There you go. It is. <laughs> it's in all states except for Arkansas because I got arrested there. Is there a story behind that? No, we can't show that. They monitor their rest areas. They do. They are very, very they're meticulous about monitoring their rest areas. Watch them like hawks. All I'm aware. So I, I should be saying more about Shadow of the Demon Lord, but I think I fucked that up. So, you know, what else we got? Tell us more about Shadow of the Demon Lord. Oh, it's just a magic transition. So, yeah. So, like, I was working on 5th edition. I was had, had a really good time. And it was like three years of really of intensive math work. And, you know, I thought I was a pretty decent game designer before. And I, I, I did some good stuff. I worked on Warhammer and I did all that stuff. But, you know, the, the process of taking a venerable, really complicated game. And, I mean, I know that, you know, some er nerds would say, D&D is not complicated. Yeah, just, just try to actually run a role-playing game with D&D at a bar. Just try it once. Just try it once and see how far that goes when people are three or four beers in. You're not running a game of D&D. You're gonna, they're just going to ignore you or, or it just goes sideways. So... As I'm doing this, and I'm looking at the stuff, and I'm learning more and more about the game system and how to, and how, how to build game systems, and getting into the kind of the, the, the guts and the really shitty parts of, of the job, which is you're in the matrix and you're floating around all these ones and zeros, and you have no idea how to get out. Uh, after three years of that, and we had semi, and the game had gelled somewhat, uh, and they were finishing it up after I had parted ways with them. I realized that you know. There's a huge group of people out there who would love to play D&D or role-playing games if they knew what they were and if they didn't have any barrier to entry. And I think 5th edition D&D is great. It reduces that barrier. But if a character sheet is still two sides, it's too much. I want a character sheet that you can put on a, player, on a playing card that you can say, this is it. This is all I have to worry about to start off with. And that anybody can, that you can play in a car, you can play at a bar, you can play in a rest area while doing your dramatic readings. You can do whatever, you can play wherever. And it was just, once I realized I wasn't kind of beholden to 
30 plus years of D&D canon and I could do whatever I wanted, then now I have a really simple game that has the same rigorous mechanical mathematical underpinnings of D&D, but without any of the baggage. And so... So when Wizards of the Coast comes back to you next year saying, we need you to make this game... They're not going to do that. I mean, they've got, they've got their game for five years, or ten years, right? I mean, D&D 5th edition is probably the last edition of D&D. I can't imagine them doing another one. Right. They might, but I mean, why? I mean, it's... I don't know why. I mean, at this point, it's there's because the industry has moved into a way that the subscription model of of game acquisition, which is I buy a core game and then I buy a bunch of support product for it every month, and I do that for ten years, where I'm spending thirty to forty dollars a month on game product. No one wants to do that anymore. I can have the same kind of jerk off fantasy playing Angry Birds on my phone. <laughs> I can do that, and I don't have to actually have some smelly motherfucker in my basement to do this to do experiments, experience, right? And it doesn't cost me any money to do that because I can get it for free. And I know I can tell these really fantastic stories, and I can think about how awesome these games are and these worlds are when I sit in my room by myself and I'm looking at these books. But I'm not playing these games, and so they're not being played. Then what's the whole point, right? And that's kind of the that's this weird, almost existential crisis I found myself in. Is that for the last 10 years, I've been making game product for people who are not playing games, who are just looking at it or thinking about it. Right, and that's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's pornography is all it is, and that's okay. Pornography is good for you in some respects, except there's a category that's not. Old woman pornography is. But, uh, the wrinkles are so good looking. Stop. You won't be the pivot man anymore. Anyway, uh, that's, a, that's a position you have to earn, my friend. You keep... Don't throw it away. You had earned it. Uh, so, uh, no, but I mean, I just felt like there's, there is, like, if you buy a game, my, if you buy my game, I want you to play my game. And I want you to play my game with whoever the fuck wants to play with, play with you. And whether it's a kid, then you dial back all the evil, and you just want to just play, we're killing orcs, or whatever, that's fine. Uh, but I don't want there to be, I mean, there's something very appealing about you know, yeah, you can have the games that say you have to go through all these all these hoops to get there to the end, and then there's a game that says, "All right, Johnny, just or or Sally, just make these two choices and let's tell a cool story." And that's what I want, and that's what is, that's what Shadow of the Demon Lord and the raft of other games are coming out after it are about. So you talk about Angry Birds on the phone. Are you thinking about a phone game in the future? Uh, it depends. I mean. It, in a perfect world, and if I was really jaded and cynical, and I really am, but if I was really, really jaded and cynical, then I would be like, you know, I'm only going to make IPs and sell that shit for money, and I don't give a shit about the game system. You know, I mean, that really could be it, right? I mean, you could just make whatever the hell you want, and if it's really cool, it's like, yeah, I've got this game world actually set in a man's diseased pubic region, and you're playing sentient crabs that are running around having to bypass these poisonous craters. And these weird monoliths that are made of skin tag, I mean, whatever, they could be horrific. And you could make an entire campaign about that and sell that idea to some freak in some weird country and get a lot of money for it, rinse and repeat, and it's like, I'm a millionaire. But I, I don't want to do that. I think you might need to say copyright there. Adult Swim might just buy that shit right after <laughs> I probably stole it from Adult Swim, right? I don't know. <laughs> do you have a, is there still like a pet project in your head, something that you would love to do? But you know if you ever, but you've never done any work on it because you're just certain at this point that you'd fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, well, no. So, sure. Yeah, there's like one game. It's not quite that, but there's one game that I think that the thing I would fuck up in my entire career. 
So I'll tell you about the game. <laughs> the game is called Why Is Daddy Crying? <laughs> so the idea is that you have a question card. Why is mommy drinking brown liquor straight from the bottle? And then you have a stack of answer cards, and those are given out to the kids. By the way, this is all copywritten, and I have a draft of the rules on my hard drive, so don't you dare do me. All right, so here it is. So why is daddy crying? And you might say, I drank the last of the liquor, or I found the baby soft spot, or <laughs> I took Sally to the abortion clinic, something really horrific, right? And so you just get all these answers, and then daddy says, who is the person who read the question aloud, chooses anyone he wants. Doesn't matter. Doesn't be the worst, it can be the best, doesn't matter. And then said, daddy chooses you because you're the pivot man and rolls a D6. The D6 is called the abuse die. <laughs> if you roll a one to five, you become daddy because abuse passes from one generation to the next. <laughs> if you roll a six, you kill you, I kill you, and the game ends. Because in abuse, no one can win. I got 20 bucks, can we buy a copy? Yep. Oh. So that's a game that if I actually publish, that's the end of my career. Or it might be the beginning. Because but I retire so rich. Oh, it's so bad, though. It's so bad. Hatefully joins the other one, which is really the Conjoined Twins. That's actually a really game. A real game, but uh, I, I've been reluctant to actually go forward with that. Well, too. I mean, we've got cards against humanity. Yeah, but that's, but that's kind of, you know, it's, there, 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 there are things, you, there are places you won't go, and I'm not, there is no place I'm really not willing to go oh, with Why is Daddy Crying? And I feel really bad about that. <laughs> You could use, release it underneath the pseudonym name. I could, but now that I've already told about it, told about the game to the universe, I'm completely screwed. By the way, it's still copywritten. Schwab Entertainment, LLC, 2014. <laughs> you, you just took off from Los Angeles in an airplane with whoever. It crash lands in Iowa in a cornfield somewhere. And you are... You and only one other survivor. Who is the other survivor and why? Uh, it's got to be the woman who plays Miss Marple currently on PBS. Not only, I can't remember her name, uh, but not only is she awesome as Miss Marple, but she's also kind of hot for an elderly lady. So I'm going to go with her. So back to the old lady form. We well, not because no, because you know it's it's, and I'm not saying like hot in the sense that I would want to I would I want to bed her or be bedded by her, but rather she is an adorable woman and she's awesome and she's smart and clever. At least the character is, and I know that there's like there's a the character and there's a person, but I would have to say so. I don't really actually I don't even want to know if it's whatever her name is, but I'd rather Miss Marple to be the person to be with him. But if bedding is an option, you're not just going to turn it down flat. Roll a d6. Tell me. <laughs> so should we just not show this to your wife? She knows. She knows Ms. Marble? She knows Ms. Marble. Does she write the fanfic for she you? She does. It's actually, uh, was it slasher fic? Yeah. And my husband was wandering around with Miss Marple, and I found... Anyway, maybe we're going to stop there. So Miss Marple, or I would probably go with... Um, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, um, I, I would probably say my buddy Chris Nichols. He's who I drank with at, uh, at the bar. Uh, Liquid Smoke, by the way, there's my call out to my local bar. Uh, he's a good friend, and we drink beer, and that's pretty much, and our conversations are pretty simple. So when your fans come and mob you at Liquid Smoke, that's not our fault, right? Uh, then it's my, it's, I owe Liquid Smoke for giving me, a, a, you know, 
my alcohol habit. So it's payback. So there is a, a D&D version uh, that involves drinking called Drinking Quest. Have you got a chance to play it yet? That sounds magical. I have not. Can I be the half one? The downside is every time you get hit, you got to take a shot. Oh, shot? Yeah. So let me tell you, we played one of the one of the earlier games I made was called Drinking Life. And when the way that Drinking Life worked was that you would every time you would have to pay money in that game, you'd have to drink an entire beer. Now, do you realize how often you pay money in life? You don't even get out of college before you're throwing up to make room for more beer. So, and then we've also played Drinking War, which every time you lost, you have to chug a beer. And so you don't get very far in the deck before you're throwing up to make room. Every time you take damage, you have to take a shot? Yeah. You've got to go lower down, start with beer, like Catfuls of Zima. A cat full of Zima. You can, you they don't, but you can make it yourself. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Though. There's a recipe out there. Have you tried it? Not yet. I'm still trying to make my own mead with breast milk. <laughs> How's that coming? It's not. Just tastes bad. I haven't it's tried it yet, but uh, you know, it, in getting legal breast milk in this country is really hard. You have to go through some. You can just pay a hooker. <laughs> really, you went there. I think you mean Sokibos. I think you have to get a get, thank you. You now the pivot man. Thanks for premature infants. You just pretend you have a premature infant. Do you like do I, is it like wearing a mannequin arm when you want to do something with yourself underneath your robes? Probably exactly. <laughs> Wait, that's the thing. How do you? So yeah, it's like if you're walking around. Have you ever been trouble? Have you ever have you ever been tr- in trouble for masturbating in public? No, I have angry birds on my phone. Right, so if you're getting in trouble for masturbating in public, the trick is you wear some long robes, like a choir robes, and you also strap on a mannequin arm. So that means the mannequin arm's there, and no one can see what you're doing under the robes. So I just dress like a Copy Jedi. Copywritten, Schwab Entertainment LLC. So I dress like a Jedi and go, okay. What do you think the whole Star Wars thing was about? It wasn't about... So that's what the Force right. is. That's what the... The midichlorians is code for man butter. Whipped man butter. Wow. You're going to edit this, right? We can edit it however you want. Yeah. Probably just, you know, send me... We'll be like, hi! And then it'll be like, it's over! <laughs> Tell us about your game, a series of bleeps of the year. Right, right, right. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever uh, tried microbrewing at your own house or anything like that? In the <sighs> no, uh, that seems like a lot of work for for what is really just a walk down the road for for Coors Light and some shame. I mean, I like beer a lot, but you know, I, it seems like if I had to do any more work than work at McDonald's for an hour to get a six pack, then you know, I'm done. <laughs> Because you can do anything for an hour, but microbrewing is like, that's hours and days and all sorts of stuff and washing and polishing and cleaning the hoses and stuff. You guys do that stuff, but I want to just buy my crappy beer. Unless it's Amstel. The beer of the Demon Lord. (laughs) So you go out to all these conventions. Do fans bring you their own fan-made games all the time? Uh, You get that that sometimes. Uh, Have you ever hired anybody on after you? Fuck no. I mean, it's it's not that I've ever been in a position to hire anybody, right? I mean, and the cold sell on a... There are so many things stacked against you when you try to peddle your game, 
right? It was like, I mean, even, even now, I mean, I can't imagine saying, hey, Monty, I've got, you know, Hatefully Joined. It's a game played by conjoined twins. Like, no, I'm not going to put that on you. <laughs> if I want to do it, I'm going to do it under my own banner, right? Because I want to go to hell on my own, you know, assuming that hell exists. I mean, obviously it doesn't. Where's the sucky by? Anyway, so, uh, but no, you go to a convention, and then you have to, like, you have to get to, like, this whole kind of thought process, like, I'm going to make this game. Or, and really, it never is a complete game. It's always like, I've got an idea for a game, which is even worse, which means that you've put out the amount, max amount of effort you've had was one tremendous shit on the toilet. <laughs> that, is, that is the extent of the work and labor you put into it. I don't care how hard you masturbated or how much you talked to your friends about it or whatever you did, you just took a shit. And you're carrying your big pile of shit with you wherever you're going because the idea is that if you're going to make a game, you produce the game. And you don't just take your idea to somebody and say, I got an idea for a game. No, that doesn't work. Because you just like, smell my poop. It's not, it's not fun for you or him. So, uh, no, it rarely turns into a product. Because it's, you, you've got to have a prototype. And you've got to test it. And you've got to go through. You have to walk through miles and miles of trenches. And you have to burn friendships. And you have to burn real cash money to get to a point where you have a product. And the idea that... Somebody, I mean, I just find it a ludicrous idea. It's like saying that, you know, I've got an idea for a brand new car. And it's a coal-powered engine. It's a clean coal-powered engine car. It goes 10 miles an hour. But it comes from the hills of West Virginia. It's American. No, right? It's madness. So, you know, it's, you can't do that. And so people have come up to me and said, I've got this idea for a game. It was like, well, finish it. And, you know, test it out. And self-produce it and run a Kickstarter. And when your Kickstarter fails, tweak it and try it again and build your audience. But there's no reason to go to publishers now. So is that the reason why you think a lot of the Kickstarters... Uh, I think Kickstarter Games don't fail as often, but the games that clearly are just still in the idea phase fail. They fail, fast. right. Is it because they're still in the idea phase? They're still in the idea phase. And, even, and, and, even, and some are just bad ideas. And my game might be a terrible idea. And if it is, that's fine. And I'll just adjust it and try again. But it's a... Uh, you know, the gaming industry is really, really small, especially, and it's it even smaller on the board game side. I mean, there's no, and, it, and at the end of that rainbow, at the end of that double rainbow that doesn't mean anything, ends at a place which is misery. There's no, there's no money, there's no fame, there's no acclaim, there's no, there's no succubi, there's nothing. But there's bitching fans, aren't they something? No, but I mean, it's, it, it is, you do it because you love the hobby, yeah. right? You do it because this is something that you grew up on. Against all common sense, right? Against all promise of ever, you know, meeting the beautiful girl or getting the perfect job or getting into college. You play D&D for fuck's sake. You know, or you, you play board games or you play Genghis Khan on your Nintendo. You did that instead of anything else you could have done. And so if you're going to do that and you should make your thing, own it and make it yours. Don't just take a shit in the toilet and then share it around. You've got to actually make the game. Turn your poop into something magical. Rainbow colored poop, and that sounds like it's a really dark place to go, but it's it's really true. I have, yeah, I've, I've seen more terrible manuscripts than I can count, and always somebody's like, "I got a great idea for a campaign setting." Congratulations! No one gives a shit about campaign settings. No one gives a shit about campaign settings. Don't. I mean, you can. I'd love to hear about it, but I mean, <laughs> it's just a rainbow colored poop. Just like write it and self-publish it. If it's good, it will sell. <laughs> if it's not, it won't. And you know, the, the 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 thing is, is that you know, with with Demon Lord, I didn't start with just like I have this awesome vision for a game. I reluctant. I I have like forty drafts of this game. Forty, and I have 
designed, developed, and redeveloped and redesigned. I've showed it to colleagues and I've let them play this game and I've played with people that are in my regular game groups. I've blown up every friendship. It's the only thing I talk about and it's, you know, it's going to burn me up and leave me left, you know, crispy and left over, right? But at the end of that, it's, gonna, it's either going to be poop and if it's poop, I'll have known that I take a really long time to take a crap or it's going to be awesome and some people are really going to like it. And but in order to get to that point, it's like I think there's this expectation that there's this kind of magical switch that once you cross, once you get to a point where you have this really wonderful idea that if you just show it to the right person at the right time, magic happens. That doesn't happen. It never happens. It's hard work, and it's you sacrifice your relationships and your marriage and your friendships and everything to make it work. And it's a miserable slog to get to a place where you can even earn thirty thousand dollars a year. And then if you get more than that, congratulations, you have made it to the promised land. That's what gaming is. Game design is for real. It's really, really scary. And the rates haven't changed. Oh, shit. At all. I mean, I was making really, really good money working for Wizards because they're at the top of the heap. I was making really, really good money working for Games Workshop because they're also at the top of the heap. And then when I stopped working for them, half, maybe. And we were talking rates that didn't change in 10 years. It's really, a, it, so there's, so when I tell people that you're carrying around your pail of shit, it's, it's not, it is, it's funny, but it's really true. You're carrying around a pail of shit because if it was worth anything more, people would pay for it. And so you have to make it worth something awesome on your own. And that's what, and that's really what the whole business is like. I mean, there's no point in doing it to go and do a publisher at this point. Down note, sorry. Will we have to do no, you won't have Cthulhu. What you will have is a pool of elder god semen that has grown sentient and lives deep underground. And will impregnate you and turn you into a horrific monster. That will actually be in the game. But nothing like Cthulhu. You've just been cast in Human Centipede 3. <laughs> oh, yes! Are you... The front? The front? Oh, yeah. The back or the middle? No, I'll actually be the middle. I'll tell you why I'm in the middle. One, no wiping. So I'd actually, it's green. <laughs> Two, three meals a day. <laughs> Cost me nothing. <laughs> yeah, it takes a while for the stitching to heal, and you gotta get over the gag reflex because you don't want to puke into something that you have to eat again anyway. But. Once you cross all of the, check all those boxes, it's not that bad. And you're always warm, because you got people around you. If you learn SOS, you can have conversations. You're really good at making the best of a bad situation. I'm an optimist. I've heard the worst thing I guess. <laughs> Next. <laughs> have you ever wrote a script for a movie? I mean, at this point, you have to have enough shit to write everything, right? No, I've not written. I've not. I've not done a script. I did a really shitty play in college, and uh, it almost like this. No, it was a um, some sort of angry twenty-two-year-old rant against re religion, and it was about the. So it was emo rock, right? Yeah, but the Inquisition and some girl who had burned alive for being 
whatever. And it was terrible. And my professors were being nice and they gave me a B. And that was the first, and this is me being an asshole, but it was the only time in my second go in college that I got three Bs in a semester. And that, that three B semester cut me off from uh, SUMA by one one hundredth of a point. And so I'm still pissed about it. So fuck scripts. Because <laughs> if I got an A in that class, then I wouldn't have been in that situation. It would have been fine. That doesn't make any sense, but it's probably. So if he, if he has the ability to read back the future, he would back And cut my throat. <laughs> I mean, first I'm trying to hook up the Does it create like a paradox? It does. It would ruin the world. Okay. So I like this thing about... So wait, if we wait two seconds, we'll find out if you went back in the future, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So like, I have this idea that if, I'm, if I can cremate it, that, I want, that it's going to be in my will, that I you, you use my ashes to ruin someone else's day. <laughs> I actually have a friend that's, that's in will. doesn't matter. I actually have a friend that that's in his will. Just pour it on somebody. It's for Gen Con. When he dies, he's, uh, he's gay, and he wants to be put into little sacks, and he wants you to run up and throw them in somebody's face. Well, that's too much work. Hands. You just got to actually mix it with like somebody's baloney. And we already covered the baloney 3D printer, so... So baloney people. Baloney Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Or whatever that is. Printed with ashes. Printed with ashes. I also heard that you can actually get your ashes turned into, people. like, dice, right? That'd be fucking awesome. Because you could, like, you can get, like, your remains turned into a diamond thing that you can then put in your belly button, your rectum, or whatever. And I was thinking... <laughs> whatever, if you store your diamonds. Wherever. wherever. <laughs> I know, I've heard it all. Yeah, I've heard it all sorts of different ways. But I figured that if you had a full set of, like, D&D dice, it'd be pretty cool. And somebody might actually, some creepy fucker might actually buy it, from, you know. I'm going to play D&D with Rob's dick. I'm going to pretend that it's just D20 right here. No, because I hated Rob. He wrote the Unholy Warriors Handbook, so it's got to be a D4. Yeah, I can imagine that. So I want to make sure that's reality for some future future fan. It's a pretty amazing idea, actually. A set of dice made out of my guts. I love it. <laughs> Copyright. 2014, 12 Entertainment <laughs> <laughs> Simple declaration, baby. Ever, ever uh, get into uh, hentai? No. <laughs> is the tentacle monsters? Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's the Cthulhu it's, thing again. I just don't like seeing women presented that way. I find that offensive. Now, if they're demons or devils, that's different. They, they, they knew what they were getting into. Yeah. No, they're, 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 they're not even females. They just happen to look female in order to seduce me to corrupt my soul and drag me to hell. doesn't matter. They can have a dick or whatever. It doesn't matter. That's what their job is. It's like going to McDonald's. Your job is to put the fries in the fucking oil and pull it out at three minutes and 30 whatever seconds and then shake it. Tap, tap, tap. Pour it. Shake it. With, I've worked at McDonald's for a long time, so I remember very well. And then scoop it properly into the container and put it in the bag. So that's their job, is to go up to the world and then seduce you and then drag your soul to hell. So succubi, they're, they're fine. So working at McDonald's, was it more annoying when someone asked for fries without salt? Yes, it was infuriating. And then they go put salt on themselves. Right, because they want a fresh batch of fries. As if we don't have like rigorous you know, rules about how long fries can stay in the little the heating thing, you know. No, we just make that shit up. We, we readily ignore it. And so we, we're here to actually fuck you, consumer. You chose to come to this restaurant, but you'd rather ignore the rules. Of, yeah, just to get me started. Yeah, I have a lot of hatred for, for that field. But I'll go back. It's like when someone asks for a double cheeseburger without cheese. Yeah. 
Milkshake though, Cap. <laughs> Can you take the breading off my chicken nuggets? That was a question? No. But it would be a great <laughs> I was question. Gonna say, I, was like, I want to be there for that. I do too. It would be like having if you put vinyl on my ceiling. I used to sell carpet and flooring too. That was another thing I did before this. Somebody asked me that, and I wasn't sure how you would actually put vinyl, like linoleum or whatever, that stuff on, on your ceiling. ceiling. How would you do that, right? And so I thought, like, you had to put a nail in the center and just kind of hope. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> glue, I guess. I mean, it'd be a lot of glue, and you have to, like, hold it. And stay there. You stand there for, like, hours, because, you know, and you have to staple the edges, and then you have these weird bubbles. And maybe these guys were really kinky, because they wanted the walls, floor, and ceiling. I was like, what, are you going to hose this room down? I mean, is there an easier way? Also, why linoleum? It's so cheap. Right. Kinky looking. Well, because well, I think it might be there with their, their it might be their, uh, it might be their rest area. <laughs> Fair enough. Any other questions? I don't think man butter cleans off the <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't need it does leave a stain. Well, thanks, guys. It's been fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate your time. You bet.